What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything. I don't know, I'm just me. I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me. My unwillingness to stay stagnant. I can only be like authentically myself. The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy. Let's get rolling. Honesty hour. I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Yo, it's Izzy, and I'm mad excited for my guest today. He is somebody that is so, like really just paving a path for creatives to kind of follow in his footsteps. And not to mention, he's he's working at a brand like Puma and working with dope young athletes like Lamella Ball and a ton of other people. So, Roberto, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be on, and I'm finally to make it on uh, your roster. Yeah, no problem, man. I'm I'm mad excited. So for the people who don't know who you are, don't know where you're from, um, and what you're working on, you want to give a little bit of an intro? Yeah, so um, name's Roberto Gray. Um, I grew up in Western Mass, a small town called South Hadley, right in between like Amherst and Springfield. Um, so I grew up there my whole life. Um, my parents are from Puerto Rico, so I'd spend my summers over there. And then be back and forth between the two. <laughs> when uh, when I found you on Instagram, I was like, "Damn, I have to have this dude on." Uh, and luckily, with the help of Katie, former guest uh, Katie Sabera, she obviously made the introduction, and we're now recording. But like the reason why I wanted to have you on was one, obviously Puerto Rican, love to highlight these Puerto Rican creatives. But then two, like you're. I haven't had a designer on from Puma just yet. And you'll be the you're like you're 100% the first and I'm very very interested to hear like kind of that creative process and everything like that because when you think of Puma from an outsider's per- perspective, I always think of this like really really dope apparel. So what does your day-to-day look like as a design like a apparel designer for the brand? Yeah, so that's kind of it depends on the day and like what part of the mm-hmm. season we're at um and basketball's been a little different than the rest of the brand because i used to work run train and that bu was kind of already established it's had its years that the team's built out the system's built out basketball um we just started what it was i think 2018 so we're pretty brand new we're still figuring ourselves out still growing so for us our day-to-day when we first started was everything from concepting to building the structure of the basketball business to figuring out how to work with our outside partners because we were dealing with rock nation still are um Mm. so it was concepting designing 
um, all the back-end um, work, all the system work that goes into designing. Um, we were also doing graphic design as well, so it wasn't just apparel. We are doing a little bit of footwear design on top of that because we didn't have all our footwear partner set up in terms of like sandals and some of the other accessories we were doing. So it was really just like basketball has been just a juggernaut of everything. It's almost been like a startup within like a massive company. So it's definitely been like a ride. That's dope. That's really dope. Before we get like too far into that path, I want to like take us back a little bit and talk about like you're this teenage Puerto Rican guy in the middle of Massachusetts. You go to a small, small uh, college. How did you end up at Puma, of all places? Yeah, so how did that happen was... So, um, okay, let me start in high school. So that's when I decided, mm-hmm. say, senior year was when I was like, all right, I want to get into kind of like the sportswear industry. Because I was mm-hmm. super, play- I was into basketball. Always played basketball my whole life. Um, was trying to play basketball in college, so I was like, "How can I still be involved in the game?" But obviously, basketball wasn't going to be the path after college, probably. So I was like, I was super into fashion, loved the shoes. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to try to get into footwear design." I was always into like art, creative dressing. So I tried that. Um, I was kind of late in the game into like art school, design school, since I didn't really decide what I wanted to do till my senior year. I was going to a regular public school who didn't really have any type of education for that or didn't have any experience doing any of that stuff. So I didn't get accepted into any of like the good shoe design schools or programs out there. So I was like, I pivoted and then started looking at apparel design so i was like let me just try to get my foot in there and then i'll eventually move back into footwear so there was a couple schools that i ended up getting into um they're all out of state super expensive um almost went to fit in new york actually but decided just to stay in state um lasalle um out in newton right next to boston had a basketball program too so i ended up going there because it gave me the option of doing both so that's how i ended up there i played um basketball um my freshman year actually so it kind of worked out how i wanted to i ended up playing basketball um started the fashion program there um so that's how i ended up at a super soft school just because it gave me the both options that i was looking for at that time in my life damn and then from lasalle to to Puma. To Puma. So that look like? I ended up stopping um, basketball, which at the time was super difficult because that was kind of like yeah. my whole life at it's the time. Passion. But it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because um, I decided to stop. And then I noticed that if I kept going, it just wouldn't open up um, the time I needed to do internships and start um, meeting people and doing all this extra kind of work that I needed to do to probably start reaching my goals and find a job within the industry. So when I stopped playing, um, I I had a class, I think it was an illustrator class with, um, and I got real close with with that teacher. And um, one day, um, she actually just came up to me and she's like, "Um, Puma is looking for an intern. And 
they haven't found anybody no one's been applying i guess or they're just having trouble and she's like i just threw your name out there because i know that you want to do sportswear all the teachers yeah. kind of knew that was what i wanted to do i was kind of like the only one that wanted to do sportswear within the school everybody else was trying to do like the typical fashion stuff like start their yeah. own labels or go work in new york and something like that and i was like no i want to go work at one of like the nikes pumas adidas or something like that so she knew that and she just threw my name out there and i got um an email from puma just saying oh if you're interested um your teacher threw us your name um here you can apply or send us your portfolio blah 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 so i ended up doing that and then a couple days later i got an email from um the head of design at that point at, in the office and um i went in did my interview um i was super nervous because i was like i have no experience with any of this stuff like i didn't know how it's yeah. gonna go and then like the day after she hit me back up and she was like yeah um if you're still interested we would love to have you and so that's kind of how that whole relationship started so i did an internship there for i think it was like three or four months my junior year and um so I was working on, it was like golf apparel, um, some of the, I think it was golf and some training apparel. At okay. that point, um, the the golf team was still here. Now they're in Carlsbad in California, but at their point they were here. So I finished that tenure um, internship. Um, and then I just kept in contact with them. I didn't do anything my senior year. And then after I graduated, um, I still started applying to jobs at Puma, uh, at other companies as well. Nothing happened. So it was like two years I was working retail, working um, with my mom, just doing whatever I could just to get by at that point, still designing on the side at night, sending out right. applications, doing all, um, all that stuff. And um, I still kept in contact with that manager that I had, the head of design mm -hmm. at Puma. And I would go out to Boston sometimes, show her my portfolio, get tips, kind of just stay in her ear. Um, and then one day I got a call saying, um, hey, like if you're still interested, I got a couple openings right now, just temporary because at that point the team was almost basically all women, the design team there. And okay. a bunch of them yeah. were just having babies at the same time. So oh, it was wow. like they were just having like leaves of absences. Like she, she knew that they were going to have open space for a little bit so she's like yeah if you want to come now this is the perfect time um you can get three or four months of of work done here start getting your feet wet within the professional corporate industry and then you can go and see if you can get a job somewhere else probably because that's what it looked like at the time yeah. um so then i went i was working there the time ended up getting extended longer and longer because then somebody else ended up having a baby somebody else had a baby yeah a couple of them were like oh i'm just gonna stay home with the baby um i'm gonna yeah. stop working so then a bunch of stuff happened a couple other designers left at the same time so it was just like perfect timing everything just kind of fell into place and then yeah. she offered me a job at one point entry level and then that's kind of how I got my foot in the door at Puma and started working on the run train um, design team. So you just really seized the the first opportunity given to you. That's really, really dope. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was kind of just like everything fell into place. Like it was just yeah. perfect timing. So when we talk about um, creativity and creatives in general, there's 
I would love to talk about how you, I guess, in a, in a sense, deal with creative block as a designer, especially when like, you're not just designing for yourself, right? You're designing for this brand. You have to meet deadlines, everything like that. Yeah. So what does that look like for you? I think it's, it's a mix of a couple of things. I think it depends what type of, um, stuff you're working on because mm -hmm. obviously some of the stuff is super creative and you're creating stuff that's new or putting your spin on things and that stuff i guess like you that's when you really get to kind of express yourself and bring new things to the table so that's more of a creative process so i think everybody has their own different creative process when it comes to that and mm -hmm. i think for me i found that it's just having kind of like a balanced life keeps me creative like i've always been into like i said basketball working out being having that physical side to to me so i think mm -hmm. that also keeps me mentally like balanced which keeps me creative at the same time and just not completely focusing on design 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 all the time living life right. um and just taking in the inspiration when it comes and then there's the other side of the coin where it's like we are working for a brand they are they need to meet quotas they need to get their goals they need to meet their numbers so they already know there's certain products that they're just going to roll out every season right. so some of that's not really creative you're just kind of there's a blueprint formula already set so you're just yeah. creating that product so that's kind of just more like you're just doing the same motion every season every season every season so that's more of just your work ethic and just being able to get that work done. So it's a balance of having that creative time and then also having kind of like that system work time and just getting, getting through your work at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. So I want to talk about time management a little bit because like even when that freshman year of school, um, you're like, I, I was a college athlete myself and like, I don't think people realize when you think of college athletes, you don't realize how much time is actually spent on athletics and how little time you have on like you have for academics. Yeah. And that's why people like you and I end up making the, the, the decision like I can't do this athletic stuff if I am going to have a career. Mm -hmm. So or like I just want to start my career right now rather than four years from now yeah and like getting internships get 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 yourself ahead so how did realizing that your freshman year and really going all in on i'm going to get a job doing this how did that impact like how you look at time management today um i think it was just understanding like sacrifice mostly it was like mm. yep anything you kind of want in life there is going to be some type of sacrifice if you really want to be good at it get great at it and reach your goals stuff that i would say is not what everybody else is doing a little bit out of the norm like you're gonna have to give up a little bit more than say somebody else or depending on whatever dream or aspiration you have you're gonna have to give up different things if in terms of if it's time if it's energy if it's whatever it could be money at the time or whatever it is, right. there's always going to be a sacrifice to something. So after my freshman year going into my sophomore, I, I, I started understanding like 
this is probably the sacrifice I'm going to have to make to be able to reach that goal that I think is going to carry me for the rest of my life. Not only like the next two or three years of essentially the happiness of playing basketball, but for the greater good of the rest of my life. So I think that started kind of clicking inside my head at that point in time. So you mentioned before that you've worked with people like Rock Nation. I mentioned LaMelo. You have RJ Barrett. You have these other, like all these different, like big people that you've worked with and conglomerates that you've worked with. So what's, how's that experience been? Like you're, you're this, again, going back to, you're just this kid from a small town in Massachusetts. And now you're working with brands and like athletes. Like, do you ever have like a pinch me moment in a sense? Yeah, it's definitely like super cool. I think it's, it's kind of funny because it's almost like my parents, I think get more out of it than I do and like my family and stuff they're like oh you met this person you're gonna go see this person I'm like yeah like at first it's like it's it's kind of a big deal and then after a little bit you just start understanding like at the same time like it's just part of the business and it's just and they're just people exactly so and then it becomes like more of like how good are they as people and like who's cool Mm -hmm. like so it's like at first it's like that that shock moment and then after you get over that shock moment it becomes more of like a personal thing i would say and then kind of just understanding it's just like just business but it's cool it's cool for sure though it's it's there's some cool moments that come with with all this as creatives we always like i love to say like sometimes you have to be a little selfish um and just kind of whether it's just promoting yourself or Uh, being selfish in the fact like I need to spend time doing my craft not just doing everything else that people want me to do so when we talk about being selfish what does that really look like for you I think um yeah that's an interesting question because it's almost like especially with like I said this being kind of like a startup part of the business like it's been taking it's there's been a couple the first few years took a lot like it was like Mm -hmm. a lot a lot of work um so for me i think it was just like there was a point where i did have burnout and i kind of went through that so i i learned kind of like you said i have to balance my life and kind of go back to doing kind of what got me here and being happy within my life like like i said like keep playing basketball working out being able to like still spend time with my family friends do things that are outside of work outside of design to kind of keep myself in a sane mindset i think that's the most important thing i've learned and then design wise is just having a couple hours on the day where i can kind of just do whatever i want creatively so if it's like going Mm -hmm. through music and just listening to new stuff going online just scrolling through looking at different things going through magazines, reading, or just doing anything that I feel like will put me in a better headspace or inspire me, whatever that is during that day. But just give a little bit of time to that. Give a little bit of time to, like I said, my everyday stuff like friends, family, sports, whatever it is that keeps me happy and keep a super balanced life. It's crazy. Um, Because like sometimes I have the need creatively like if i if i'm experiencing block or like i'm just like mad stressed out about something can't look at the computer anymore i either turn to one a book or more than anything 
Um, and my dad would probably laugh and will probably laugh uh, when he listens to this is like, I a hundred percent, like sometimes I have to stop thinking about that thing. I'll end up playing Xbox for like an hour. And like, <laughs> that's just the thing that I do. But it's, it's interesting because everybody I ask that question to, it's a different response because we all handle the stress or the everything being thrown at us at once differently, yeah. right? Some people thrive in it. And some people need to just like step back, take a look at everything and then kind of calculate like I'm going to work on this first, this first, mm -hmm. and this first. And then some people just get mad stressed out about like everything being thrown at me at once. So like I have to turn on the Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that's what also makes us like special as creatives because we all deal with things differently. But at the end of the day, we always figure out like, okay, this is how this is how this problem is fixed or this is how I'm going to do this even though like 10,000 things are just thrown at me. Yeah. I love that. Everybody figures it out. It takes a little bit of time, but then you figure out kind of like your formula to de-stress, clear your head and then kind of like reset. Where are you playing it safe right now? I would say probably spending a little bit more time on my own creative um, output. Okay. Not within the company, but just like doing my own things on the side mm -hmm. kind of like side hustles and maybe stuff like that like Definitely. i feel like the past few years like it's been like a hard focus within the the company and getting that and being happy there so i feel like i took a lot of time off like side stuff so i feel like now it's putting a little bit more time into that and making sure that that's giving me a just as much happiness as the the corporate stuff is so for the people that are listening today um, that really want to check out your work, follow along at least in your journey and everything like that, where can they check out what you've worked on or anything like that and kind of follow your career journey? Um, so I kind of like wiped everything clean and started my Instagram again. Um, I'm reworking yeah. my portfolio right now, so I don't really have anything right now. But like my Instagram right now, I'm starting that up again. That's where I kind of have most of my work and I'm going to start showing a lot of my stuff. So if they follow me on Instagram. They should be able to see everything. What makes you strange on purpose? I think it was probably the path that I took to get here. I think it mm -hmm. wasn't normal in the sense that like I didn't go to design school. The design school that I went to isn't like super known or high level. It was just kind of built on me just trying and keep trying and keep trying and then just finding little holes where I could kind of sneak in and taking opportunities when they came and then just kind of building off that. I appreciate you jumping on the show. No, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the strange on purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out helps a podcast grow immensely so i appreciate you i could not do this without you 